and welcome back to another episode of Joe and Matt having a chat. As always, I'm joined by my very sexy co-host, Matt. Matt, how are you today? I'm good. It's nice to see you in person. So obviously we haven't been able to actually do it in the same room, which is quite nice. We're sat about two metres apart. Um, but yeah, it'd be nice to see you in person. First time, wink, wink. Time. Yeah, wink, wink. <laughs> um, keeping by the rules and all that. Obviously today's guest is a bit different, a different kind of sector as always. Mix it up. Um, we'll let her introduce herself. We have got some questions to answer that you guys on Instagram have already answered. Be interesting to see her approach as well. Um, but yeah, so Bryony, introduce yourself. Hello, I am Bryony. Um, <laughs> I'm here for a chat. Nice and simple. Um, so we'll go, jump straight into the questions. So there. These are almost like our icebreaker questions just to get to know you a little bit more. Uh, some really important questions. So first and foremost... Does ketchup belong in the fridge, yes or no? Yes. Correct. Does pineapple belong on the pizza? Pineapple doesn't belong anywhere in my oh. world. Not even on its own? No, in the no. bin, ideally. I, I second that. I'm off, I'm off. Good way today, guys. Just like, it can, it can remain in its skin. I don't even want to be eating it. On the shop, or in the shop, let yeah. alone don't buy yeah. it. Yeah, nowhere near me. Good. Yep, that's two for two so far. Can we get the hat trick? Marmite? Love, hate... See, okay, so I'm a weird one here because I like it. I wouldn't say I love it. I wouldn't say I hate it. That is also the correct answer. That's the hat trick. So that's what Joe said last week. And I kind of said to him, if it's a yes or a no, if someone said, do you want it on toast? It's yes or no. That's kind of love, hate. But you two are okay. both kind of awkwardly in the middle where I don't yeah, really I know how to like, debate yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. And, the, and the last one we've got, would you rather have hands for feet or feet for hands? Wow, that is that is a difficult question. I think I'd rather have hands for feet because I could still. I don't yeah. know. Bit I could do more. Yeah, because what could yeah. you do? What could you do with feet for hands? Well, exactly. I wouldn't be able to really do much. But then you could run feet. like a horse. Didn't think of that last week. And that's true. funny enough. That was your answer. Think about true. movement efficiency. <laughs> yeah. You could get around places a lot quicker. <laughs> that is true. And I didn't think of that. Last one. If you were going to be an an, what animal would represent yourself best? So not what you'd want to be. Oh, okay. <laughs> you not would, so if, you, if a family member said, oh, you would suit, and it might have been the nicest thing, but... I think I would be one of those really small monkeys that just runs around a little bit crazy and then it's one minute going mad and the next minute it's fast asleep. Is there a name for that monkey, do you know? Don't know. Just one of the small ones. You know when you go to the zoo and you can actually, like, pet them? That's, that's I'm, me. I'm going to say, yeah. <laughs> I've not been to the zoo for very long. The last time... This is true. Did I go to... No, I went to a crocodile... It was a crocodile like rescue place in an island in Spain. And they brought out... like They paraded some animal, animals around this little paraded. circuit. Yeah, they, they brought out snakes. Was that the start of the Lion King? Or no. The start of music? No, but they did bring out this, like, this huge dog. Like, one of the biggest dogs I've ever seen. But there was no monkeys to pet, unfortunately. But there I feel, was snakes. Yeah, like, I feel like it's a tiny little monkey that just runs around and... Just, a little, a little bit of a nutter, but then also really cuddly. I'm going to say, I'm a bit disappointed. Adorable. With that. <laughs> Fair enough. I was hoping there was going to be a monkey involved in that story you just telling. I say there's just a big dog. No, I was trying to think. I'm, I was hoping they brought out a little no, monkey to, like, to rack, sing and dance. Trying to rack my brain dog. What there was, but they had like animals that you could hold. I just remember saying to my girlfriend, "If they bring a snake out, I'm, I'm leaving." Have you and ever held before? A snake? You know, well, they brought like, these huge snakes out. And I said, right, I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. And they brought it near me and I basically ran away. But then they were like, oh, you can touch the snakes. 
So I went over, gave it a little stroke. Have you ever touched a snake before? I've held, yeah, I have. Oh, I have held one when I went to the zoo. And they are really weird. Yeah. Like, it's not how I expected it to feel. It's quite rubbery, isn't it? Yeah, but even like it's insides when you hold like, it and you can eight? feel it moving. Wait, what? Okay, I do like... <laughs> Okay, we'll ignore that. Um, animals were, <laughs> no animals were harmed. <laughs> no animals were harmed in the uh, story of that. I was a snake at the zoo. <laughs> what? Wow. Sorry, what? what? Yeah, anyway. I anyway. wasn't really. I wasn't really. I just meant the way you hold it. Like, it's actually quite bony. Did you not have it around your neck? No, I had it, like, <laughs> I held it. Oh, see, so I went one big... I held it around my neck, but then... Did the guy kick? could tell I was scared, so he was like waving its face in front of me, and he could tell I wasn't enjoying that. There you go, f off, f off, f off. All the, all the kids were going, "This is great," and I'm going, "Oh shit, shit, shit!" Trying to look all tough, you know. Yeah. Oh, so I think my cousin had a snake. Like we had, he had a few snakes. So you walk into through them, big like boxes and stuff, and he'd feed them to dead animals. It was horrible, but he maybe held it once, put it there, and it started down my top. Like I've oh. never squ- like squealed almost. I was like just <laughs> frozen at going, get it off, get it off. See, they don't bother me too much. Snakes don't. No, I'm not too bothered. What about, yeah, what about spiders? Oh, just... absolutely not. So like I... that is probably my biggest fear. I did something, and I'm going to get in trouble because she's now going to hear this. There was a spider <laughs> in my room the other day, and I got it out of the room. And it actually fell down the back of my shoe rack. And to not to, to kind of to calm the nerves, she came in, is it gone? Yeah, yeah, it's gone, it's out the window. And I didn't think this bit through because five minutes later, that same spider is back on the floor of my room. I'm going, how did it get back into my room? So I had to then pick it up and actually put it out the window and you actually put it out the window. Did you pick it with your hand? Well, actually, no, I'm, I'm telling a lie. My brother, I put a cup over it. <laughs> oh, okay. And then, and then he was like, I'll come and deal with the spider, Joe, because it wasn't big, but. So it started off. See, on I had, sh- yeah. You've got to learn to deal with them. I can deal with them. Put a glass over it and put in the slide in the paper underneath. But I hate them. Well, I knew it was the same spider because when I tried to remove it the first it time, <laughs> well, I took one of its legs off by accident. Oh, so it was it was the seven legged spider. I was like, yep, that's the same one, all right. Going to poor animal. Animals are just getting cruel. Um, I think when I was at school, I, I, I don't know if it was just a bit of a weird year at school, but if there was a daddy long legs. They used to pull the legs off. <laughs> it was, I don't know why, but there was, they'd like hold one leg and just go, doink. I've never really seen it before. It made the sound as well, does it? Yeah, <laughs> that sound, like, like flying into the wind. It's just a bit of a weird, I think Brian Hill was a bit of a weird school. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah, I, I didn't do it myself because I can't say I'm a fan of that. But the worst no. bit when you're taking a spider out right, is the bit, you know, you flick. You kind of, you got the cup, you got the paper, you have to flick. And, then and you, you don't al- know where it's gone. And you almost go, double check, yeah. I'm safe. I think they don't static like they don't move me when they start to move around that's when I get scared because they move quick and they, they go in different yeah. directions I can tell we're giving you a bit of a yeah, uh, anxiety I'm, rush about so anyway I'm getting a bit stressed enough about spiders enough about snakes <laughs> enough about animals Bryony tell us a little about what you do for work because Matt said you've got quite an interesting career yeah talk to us a little about what you do for that well, I guess I've cha- I've changed career path quite recently in the past. Um, probably it was about seven months ago. Um, so I now work within the IT industry within um, cybersecurity, uh, predominantly like sales client relationship. Um, but before that, I was working in the beauty and aesthetic industry, and I was in that industry for about seven or eight years. Um, 
So amazing industry, love it, but just got to the point where I fancied a change and just took a complete, I guess, U-turn, took the account management skills that I had from my previous roles and went into IT and here I am now. So so you were, you've recently moved into IT when you were doing your, like, was it the beauty industry you said you were in? Yeah, so I used to work as an account manager um, for, well, for a few different brands. Initially, it was quite skincare focused um, and I would essentially go around and sell in the products to like your beauty salons. And then I went a bit more pharmaceutical and I was working for um, a distributor that sold like your Botox and your filler, those sorts of treatments. Um, So I was selling those into like your doctors, dentists and nurses. So only medical. Um, It's an unregulated industry. So it's it's a bit of a minefield you can um you know anyone can technically inject um but I was only selling to medics and it was an amazing industry but um yeah it got to the point where I thought time for a change what made it so amazing um results I mean it's truly life-changing I mean you're it's one of those things isn't it I guess it's some people see it as a really superficial fickle industry and it's very just about the way you look um but it's so much more than that. You know, you can really give people back their confidence. Some of the treatments and the results that we would see on a daily basis were amazing. Um, I think, unfortunately, with the media and the way things are portrayed, we always see the negative side of the industry. So we, we always see like your Botox and your fillers and we see the extremes, things going wrong or when people have taken it too far. But what we don't see is the amazing creativity that some of these injectors can have by, you know, giving people their youth back, giving people confidence back. Um, so, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty incredible industry. You probably get you saying kind of the bad side. You get kind of the stereotypes, don't you, in terms of who may be working in that industry? Definitely. I guess kind of yeah, and I saw that from, from the word go when I went into the industry. So I was... Um, all set to go to uni to do marketing um, at Bournemouth and I got my grades got my offers and then about three months before I was due to go I turned around to my parents and was like I don't want to go um, essentially because I was going for an expensive good time to be honest and I was like maybe I should think this through a little bit more um, and I decided I want to go into the beauty industry and I remember telling one of my tutors I'm going to go into beauty and she laughed at me Um, and said you know you're academic that's ridiculous why would you go and do something like that it's stereotyped as an industry that's for people that aren't academic but yet it's I mean it's one of the ever-growing industries isn't it people are always going to be concerned with the way they look and the way they feel so there's always going to be growth in it so I think it's a bit narrow-minded to perhaps I guess think of it as just a, a superficial industry almost I think it's when similar to something I said to you a little couple of weeks ago is when you think of maybe the IT industry obviously mm. you work in you kind of naturally think maybe someone's got glasses yeah yeah a tie maybe not have a lot of glasses sorry maybe not have a lot of like kind of the nerd kind of naturally yeah, comes yeah, to your front and yeah you don't sorry Joe. <laughs> <laughs> except my glasses off shall I it's fine now that's right it's your eyesight um it's just it's what it is but yeah so and I think now, I guess, coming, gone, going from, I remember when I did my interview and for the IT industry, you know, the my boss was, when he was interviewing me, he was like, why, why, why do you want to come into this? And I was like, I just want to change. I just want to, a complete change. Um, and yeah, I just get, got to the point where I got, I, I guess, a little bit um, sick of the negative side of the industry as well. I think you can definitely take that into the fitness side as well. When you think of 
a PT or someone like that, you naturally do think of someone that's in good shape. And mm-hmm. if you maybe saw someone that wasn't in great shape, you might kind of question them. Yeah. Without even hearing a word they say, because they can know all the stuff. They might not do it themselves, but yeah. you naturally that could put, put people off wanting to work with that person or... Yeah, and I completely agree. Yeah, yeah, you've got to practice what you preach to a certain degree. I mean, I went into part of the reason I wanted to get into the beauty industry and then specifically the skincare industry was because I suffered with my skin when I was younger and I suffered with acne and I found it fascinating, you know, what was available and I wanted to go down more of the, um, I guess, aesthetic and medical route, which is where I ended up. And I guess a lot of PTs maybe go into the industry as well because they're interested in the industry and they want to see how they can transform their bodies as well. So there's a lot of similarities there. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, like everything, it comes with it comes with negatives as well. Do you find, you said about you enjoyed it in the past, seeing results for different people. Do you find that's because you saw it yourself? Like, did you kind of see your similarities with clients, with different people? Yeah, when you were definitely, doing definitely. I mean, I think... I so I started out working very hands-on so I was doing a lot of the treatments like the laser the skin peels those sorts of things and that was really rewarding seeing the results um, and then I got more into the the sales side I guess and that's where I've my career's gone um so more about actually selling the products in but I'm always I've always been a person that I have to believe in what I sell and I have to fully back it otherwise there's there's no point um and so yeah even from a selling perspective there was the the passion behind it and did you always back it or were there points where you maybe didn't agree with what you were doing at the time there was points I think where I felt that you had to be a little bit creative with the truth and I think that was partly why I was like I need to think about moving on now because people you can charge so much money and people can part with so much money and they can be promised the dream and it's it's managing expectations that's the main thing that I find is a struggle and if you've got someone that you're really honest with and they accept what you're saying that the results of the treatment might only last a year that's great but if you've got someone that you say it might only last a year but in their head they're thinking oh it will last longer because I'm paying all this money that's when you can sort of see the disappointment and I guess it gets a bit difficult so obviously Matt and I know very little about this type of thing. I only realised it was quite common probably in the last 12 months. And I yeah. just thought everyone had slightly bigger lips. Oh, that's why your lips are bigger. It makes sense now. I didn't realise how common it was. And then you say, oh, they've got big lips. Oh, they've... And everyone's lips just started to look bigger. And then the more you notice it, I yeah. only realised actually they were all getting sure? lip filler. How much is yeah. a typical type of treatment? Uh, well, I mean, it completely varies. If you're talking about something like lip filler, which which is the, I guess, the hot topic of what every um, sort of, I don't know, girl between the age of 18 and 30 seems to have, it could be anything from like £150 up to £350. That's going to depend on who she's going to or who they're going to, sorry, who they're going to, what qualifications that person have, has and what product they're using. Um but there's so much more to the industry than just the lip filler. And I yeah. think that's, again, where it's 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 a difficult industry because that's what it's known for. Did you write that down, the prices and stuff? Just so we can... £150. Get... <laughs> and that's like that's the... cheap. You would struggle to find someone. And that, that, that sounds like an entry-level stuff. So what would be some of the more expensive treatments and how much you, would you be looking at to pay so, for those? Hypothetically, uh, of course. Yeah, so I used to work... Friend. So <laughs> the treatments that I guess I used to work um, or the company I used to work with were much more focused on like non-surgical facelifts. So it wasn't just about putting some filler in your lips to make it bigger. It was about actual 
anatomy and where to inject to lift to reshape to sculpt and to give back youth you could be talking you'll be talking thousands easily you'll be talking between two and three thousand pounds for a treatment crazy and that would last maybe thousands Just, Thousands, Matt. Uh, well, you think this is what it is, really. But, um, the price of staying young. <laughs> you need to know the people. Did you ever see, during kind of lockdown, did you see that trend where people had they got like a glass and they put in the lips and then it would like puff them up and then they go back yeah. down? Yeah. That was, well, that was quite scary to see because that was... People out there paying thousands of pounds instead for it. <laughs> well, well, it's but I didn't... think you're, you are, it's one of those things, it's, I mean, yeah, that's, you know, you would be having a lot of treatment for that amount of money. It would be for like a full face rejuvenation treatment. Um, But I think you do, it's like anything, you you get what you pay for. You know, if you're going to pay a budget person that's doing it in their bedroom and they're not qualified, they're not a medic, you're going to get the results from that. And potentially some unwanted results as well. You know, it can be a dangerous, dangerous Mm -hmm. industry, you know, like anything um, in the wrong hands. So um, you're better off, to a certain degree, paying a little bit more, but going to someone that is a medic. I'm quite curious now. What kind of side effects can you get from this type of treatment? Uh, blindness. Like, you can block arteries. You can get um, essentially death of the tissue. So basically, if you injected the wrong place, the tissue on your face could literally die, turn black, and you could be left with like a crater. There was a little while ago, there was an incident where this girl had been injected by a non-medic. You see it quite a lot. Um, and you get something that's called vascular occlusion. So essentially you block a vessel um, and that, that skin dies. Um, and it can be it can be life-threatening. It can be life-threatening. And there are people out there, unfortunately, that are doing it that aren't qualified because um, it's an unregulated industry. Probably in gyms, in like in the arm or something like that. In the, that's obviously a different type. But it's um yeah, it can be it's it can be scary in the wrong hands. It really can. Um, but technically, it's not illegal for like I'm a beauty therapist by trade, right? Um, I'm not a medic. If I really wanted to, I could find someone to teach me how to do it, and I could go and inject someone. Technically, I'm doing nothing wrong. However. There's certain, for me, it should be medics that are doing it because they know how to deal with if things go wrong. The substance you have to use to inject if something goes wrong is a prescription medication. Therefore, in my opinion, it should only be medics that can prescribe or have access to a prescriber that can do it. So I guess there's always like a more you take a moral standpoint on it that it's definitely yeah and and a lot of companies do so like the company i used to work for the distributor they only sold two medics and a lot a lot of companies really do um focus on that but like anything you can get anything you get anything on the internet now can't you so you know it wouldn't take long to go on the internet and find some filler buy it and i'll I'll take your word for it probably about it. we don't know i wouldn't suggest it (laughs) I think from the, the the face Joe poured when you said the price was the main kind of shock, really. <laughs> yeah, I can't go with that. Thousands of pounds. Oh, you're, yeah. you're changing it's your look, isn't it? It's yeah, inst- and I mean, because it's instant as well. If you're, yeah, if you've got someone that's willing to invest, the results can be amazing. They really can. And that, that can be truly, truly life-changing for someone. And you can't put a price on that necessarily. Um, and I guess it's the commitment that the person has. You know, we're all sat here, we're a bit younger. 
um, or you guys definitely are younger. <laughs> and, you know, we don't know what it's like, I guess, to use lose part of our youth and feel a certain way, whereas these people are maybe feeling like they've lost a part of themselves, they've lost their, lost their confidence. And if they can do something that's non-surgical to get that back, they're probably going to pay a fair bit for it. Just the same as, you can almost kind of say the same as maybe alcohol, where you almost get a kind of, well, you get a feeling of kind of, you might, when you're, when you're drunk, you can kind of think, oh, I can do that, I can jump that. And that's normally where you see clips of people looking silly and stuff, just trying to jump over something or... Well, it can be addictive, for sure. There's that, there's that side of the industry as well, you know, unfortunately. And I think that's where we see the celebs and we see the media and we see the people, exactly like you were saying about having the big lips and it being noticeable. In my, in my opinion, I think amazing aesthetic work should never be noticeable. You know, you shouldn't be saying, oh, they've got massive lips. It should be about balancing. It should be about symmetry. It should be about correction. Oh, almost, um, almost thinking it's, it's, they've not had yet, not had anything done. Exactly. And I always yeah. say that's the biggest compliment, I think, for anyone that's had anything done. Um, it could be, wow, you look amazing. Not, what have you had done? Thank you. But um... <laughs> <laughs> Despite not working in the industry anymore, it sounds as if you're still quite passionate about it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You're advocating a lot of the benefits. Just like telling us some of the, the negatives, mm. you've still been fairly open with a lot of the benefits. Could you yeah. see yourself getting back into the industry later down the line? I mean, perhaps one day. Um, I think the negative side of the industry for me and the stage I was at from an account management perspective was I was selling into your doctors, dentists and nurses and they were the ones doing the treatments and of course, they're the expert in their field. And I almost felt like to a certain degree, how can I sell something? Yes, I'm passionate about it. And yes, I believe in it. But I can't do the treatment. I can't actually do that. And I felt like it just wasn't right. So I think if I did go back into the industry, maybe it would be in a different way or taking a different angle on things. Do you think that would be actually going and doing the treatments yourself? No, I'm not a medic, so I'm not I'm not a nurse, I'm not a doctor, so no, I wouldn't do those treatments. I could do the treatments I used to do, um, skin-based treatments, those sorts of things, but injectables, no, leave that to the medics. Oh dear, or the roid users in the gym, same thing either. All those, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wouldn't trust them. I guess it but... is a... Could you draw similarities? Yeah, I'm going to draw similarities. You can, yeah, absolutely you can. And I'm, yeah. you know, I won't share I think... my views on it too much. Or how much? Um, it's, it's, it's kind of it's changing how you look, it's changing how you feel. It's the same. But steroids, thing. am I right in saying, are an illegal substance? Yes. No. no. They're not. No, they're not legal. To don't ask me how. I, I can't say to ever see it. Where so I where I PT, you won't see it. Other gyms, you might. They're illegal to own. So you're illegal. No, it's legal to have them. Okay. But it's just illegal to sell them. So it's legal so to I could, own them. You I could have some in my house, and that's completely legal. But I can't buy them off but you. that then becomes illegal. Oh, that ruins the plan, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> but that then makes me question why. Oh, because yeah, obviously countless, the, the, countless the, the, reasons the too why, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the treatments that, you know, the aesthetic treatments, the injectables, Botox, filler, and those sorts of things, they're regulated to the degree that they're, you know, I guess, tested, and you can buy branded, specific branded products whereas i feel like are they all that's... are they all tested do you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So i yes, guess they are i don't know too much about steroids but my guess is that some of them you have like your your brands or your bigger names mm. 
which are maybe a bit more tested, but then you get like the, the black market stuff, which isn't as tested. Do you get the same type of stuff there with like your if you're if you are a stuff? genuine yeah, if you're a genuine like aesthetic injector, doctor, dentist, nurse, whatever, you are um you're part of a regulated body and you have to be insured and there's so many types of regulations that you should have and therefore that will give you the ability to buy certain products if you don't have that then there's certain products you just won't be able to buy but like we were saying earlier you could probably get hold of anything if you tried hard enough online i would actually compare it to steroids then or like so you can get if you hit a certain age and you have naturally low testosterone you can go to the doctors and they prescribe you testosterone Mm. So that kind of stuff must be like pharmaceutical grade, must be approved. And then again, like your like the stuff mm. you're talking about, you can go and get those. Probably be a much off, lower off amount. the dark web. Yeah, for, yeah, I can imagine the ones you get with the doctor are much lower. There's probably a certain limit you're probably restricted to what you can and kind of can't have in one go. But I guess it brings back to what you said earlier in terms of you kind of in someone's room the kind of the budget version, yeah, compared to. The prescribed to kind of proper yeah like proper botox way. as a botox as a product it's technically botox is a brand it's um but it's a prescription medication you have to be prescribed botox even if you're having it for aesthetic purposes mm. so you'd actually have to get someone to write a prescription in order for you to have the treatment so it's 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 yeah it's quite it's regulated from that degree so right. What have you got any advice? What bits of advice would you give to someone that's potentially wanting to look in to get some of these treatments? Do your research, and I know that sounds so like lame and what everyone would say, but honestly, it's absolutely key. I'd say you need to do your research and you need to check their qualifications as well. I know there's there's people out there that are probably incredible injectors, but if they're not medically trained as in they haven't studied the anatomy in a medical capacity, I don't think they should be putting needles into someone's face. Um, I think if they're not qualified to deal with if something went wrong, they shouldn't be doing it in the first place. So I would say qualifications, do your research. And things like um, like True Self is like a trust pilot version of the website for the industry. Um, reviews all those types of things as well because um, everyone every injector is different you are we are going to have the, the the generation of girls out there that just want the massive lips and you know want to have as much filler as they possibly can and that's that's up to them but I still would urge anyone to make sure they do their research and make sure that they're having it done by a, a qualified professional I guess you can kind of compare that to well myself and Joe. if let's say you kind of if you've got a level three PT and he's not nutritionally qualified, he can give advice, but he can't set plans and stuff because that's still the exact same thing. It's obviously a bit more, less extreme, let's say. But then yes. if someone doesn't know on the roadmap and they say, oh, to a client, yeah, just have 800 calories, and they're just chucking the ballpark number out there. Yeah. It's not going to be good for that person's health. So even with in the gym, check someone knows what they're on about before you start listening to them it's a similar kind of sense. yeah yeah and I would even go as far as say it's probably more you know along the lines of someone that might think that they know an awful lot about the I don't know the gym or, or how to train because of personal experiences trying to give advice as opposed to you guys being qualified giving advice because there is so much more that you guys know and that medics would know in their field and I just think it's very much about I guess people sticking to their 
staying in lane and staying in their field and doing what they're best at. Yeah, it could be when they were younger and they lived in a certain way and obviously kind of either powerlifting or just training yeah. in general has changed so much over years that what they were doing then might not be advised now, whether Absolutely. it's yeah. certain movements. Yeah. Um, similar to Joe's question, if someone wanted to get into the beauty industry, what kind of advice would you give them? If they said, oh, I'm looking to get into it, what would you kind of say? I mean, I would never, I would never say don't because I think it's an amazing industry. I would just think about your career path and where you where you want to go um, once you're qualified. When I qualified, so I I did my A levels and I said I was going to go to uni, and then I pulled out of uni at the last minute. And um, I actually went to a private college in London to do my qualification because it was condensed into a year. Um, and I felt that when I then went into the salon environment, I was a bit like, oh, is this it? And I think a lot of industries are like that. You know, you do your qualification, I guess, even with you guys, maybe, if you're, then you're let loose on the gym floor. Or I was let loose in the salon. And I was a bit like, oh, this is it now. And I think it's always about pushing forward. Mm. Like, I never wanted to just stay still. I think I was in my first job in a salon for about 10 months before I wanted to move on. Um, so I think it's always about that next step. It's about what's new, what's fresh, being genuinely interested in the industry as well. Um, there's money to be made. There is money to be made in the beauty industry for sure. <laughs> but not, but not if, yeah, exactly. I think not so much if you're just going to, you know, if I started out as beauty therapist in a salon and I was on minimum wage down to the penny, literally. Um, and I think as long as you're willing to push forward and work hard, there's yeah it is an ever-growing industry so it's just about always looking for that next step I guess it's kind of the same as maybe when me and Joe maybe got our first kind of PT client and then you go okay you know I've, I've got this yeah. and then you get your first five or ten and then it all kind of snowballs and it's getting used to it as well and you need to you need to enjoy whatever you do absolutely yeah 100%. and that's it you've got to ha- like I said you've got to have that genuine I think interest in whatever industry you're in um in order to be successful yeah, saying about kind of enjoying it, are you enjoying being a mum of a dog? I am loving being a mum <laughs> of a dog. The opposite way you were going Completely with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking, do I just say mum and then panic a bit? But no. <laughs> um, I am loving, loving being a mum of a dog, although I am currently sat on my bedroom floor hiding from him so that he doesn't attack me because he would not be leaving me alone if I was in the other room. So um, We appreciate you know, that. He is, yeah, <laughs> he is absolutely gorgeous and he has transformed my life in so ways so many ways he's um he's a little character um but yeah i adore him he is very cute and, uh, he is. going back to the kind of what you said a minute ago before we started recording fyi everyone mm. we said oh i guess find somewhere comfy you chose the floor <laughs> just want to kind of the floor <laughs> I think I've done the same myself. I when you've got like, a dog, it's different. You I might, don't know. But... No, I, I, I quite like sitting on the floor. You know, I just sit cross-legged on the floor. I'm grounded. Is that what people say? Is that a holistic thing? I don't know. Similar. I think I always sit cross-legged, kind of go into like school days when you sit cross-legged. This is it. Sitting out, this it's, kind is of it. A... it's just a cosy place to, fit, to sit, yeah, and feel. Yeah. <laughs> Fair play. Um, so I've got one... One question, well, one more question for you, Brian, before we kind of finish up. I'm trying to word it so it makes sense. But what do you think, Bryony, 10 years in the future would advise you now? That is a great question. Um, I would say 
Gotcha. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry too much about what other people think. Um, and I think that that can be that can be portrayed in so many different ways: personal life, career, you know, every aspect of life. I think we're in a society and a culture now. God, look at me getting all deep. Um, but where everyone is so concerned with what everyone else is doing, and you know, even doing things like having a massive career change and becoming a mum of a dog um you know there's always going to be people looking in going oh I wouldn't have done that or oh I don't think she should have done that it's there's always going to be those people and there's always going to be people that are cheering you on and celebrating your wins and I think for me one thing I've had to learn and one thing I want to continue to learn is just not to worry too much about what other people think I think the ones that cheer you on they're the main ones the family the friends the ones that you kind of want to keep around you the ones that are negative just ignore them to us. Yeah, well, life. Yeah, life is transient. You know, yeah. people come and go, and then people come back, and it's that's just the way it is. You've got to focus on number one. You've got to focus on yourself yeah. and what can you? Because if you can't be happy, you can't make anyone else happy. I always think because yeah, yeah. If you're trying, but it's half assed because you've had a crap day, the person yeah. you're trying to cheer up is probably going to think, oh, they, you know, they're trying today, aren't they? So it's yeah. focusing yourself in that sort of sense. So if you're in a plane crash. You... Wow, that'll take a second. No, 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 hear me out. If you're in a plane crash, they tell you to put your own oxygen on first because you're going to be no use to anyone else if you can't put your... if you can't breathe. Yeah, so you're what Matt's saying, that same kind of thing. You look after yourself first Completely. and then and you I can think, take care of everyone else. Yeah, and as a natural empath, I'm very concerned about how everyone else is around me and I'm very empathetic and worry a lot about how everyone else is. So it's a, it's a learning curve for sure, but I think it's a... It's a positive that, like you say, you've just got got to try and do what what makes you happy. And yeah. And what currently makes you happy? My dog, <laughs> <laughs> Digby. Um, genuinely, he really, really does. Um, he's yeah, he's changed my life. He's made me, I guess, rein certain parts of my life in. I'm now what I call a retired party girl. Um, so I like to sit at home and cuddle my dog and watch TV and drink tea and still have a bit of party every so often as well. Um, but you only go yeah. out out for a little while or something like that. It's, you're not yeah, going to miss that too much. It's, yeah, it makes it more fun when I do go out, I guess. And, you know, and that's, that's the difference. But yeah, genuinely, I think being around my family, my friends with little Digby, there's no better feeling. Did you name Digby yourself? Or was that name already? Yeah, I mean, my friend, my friend suggested it because, I mean, so Digby is an Italian greyhound, so he looks a little bit like Dobby. Um, so I did sort of want to call <laughs> right. him Dobby. Can't see the dog straight now. <laughs> <though. laughs> yeah, I now can't see that. Yeah, you won't be able to. You won't be able to. Um, Aww, he's much Dobby. cuter. He's a much, much cuter version of Dobby. But um, I thought calling a dog Dobby was a bit mean, and my friend suggested Digby, and I thought that is a great in the middle alternative so yeah little digby okay, okay well you think of dobby in the kind of harry potter movies being kind of always helpful being around yeah, uh, being yeah. quite cute and, and he's obviously... quite cute i mean dobby is a bit ugly and digby is definitely not but you I know i wonder they... where you're going with the name <laughs> that's a bit harsh for the dog but um you know <laughs> Italian greyhounds, um, what I've learned from the Italian greyhound community is that they call them Iggies. Um, that's like the breed abbreviation. So it's Digby the Iggy. So it works quite well as well. So, you know, huh. cute little full name. It's quite good. Different, I guess. <laughs> um, have you got any kind of quick questions for us at all? Oh, just, God. I... Um, 
Even I'm not ready for that. <laughs> no, I just, just thought <laughs> I was going, oh, okay, I have a question. I have a question. I'm going to throw your own question back at you. Ten years' time, yeah. piece of advice that you have to stick to and follow, go. Joey, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, it is a good question. So Thanks, I thought it out myself. Yeah, it's, it's great. Oh, I didn't think it out myself, don't worry. So I've asked that question to a few different people mm-hmm. and the answers are normally the same in that just worry less, don't care about what other people think. And I'd probably agree with that. Mm-hmm. But just, I think, I, so I, I get told this all the time and I'd probably look back, just relax a little bit, just chill out. Yeah, um, yeah. You've done... I've done the right to make it this far. Yeah. Uh, without without really trying, I've got I've made it to this this far and I've done the right so far. So yeah. just worry less, relax, let life take its course and you'll be Definitely. all right in ten years time. Yeah, I like that. Simple. I think mine's gonna be quite simple. It's just make sure I'm doing something I enjoy still. Whether yeah. it's something different job wise or it's still the same. Just keep doing what I enjoy and not doing it for the sake of it being a salary, a job, it's you need, to turn, you need to turn your hobby into what you do every day, whether it's however you can kind of make it work. Some things, obviously, you might say, I love playing football. You might get to a certain age, you think, ah, it might not be possible to kind of reach a good level, but how can you then get involved in football or mm-hmm. in the gym industry or that sort of stuff? But just enjoy what I'm doing, really. Just yeah, simple. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So those yeah. can't make... Do what makes work. you happy. Yeah. And you, you, you work harder and you'll, ne- you'll naturally work harder by doing that. I think so. Yeah. Simple yeah. as that. I think obviously being back in gyms now was kind of a huge kind of boost of confidence thing for yourself, Joe's probably. Just getting mm. back to normality and not kind of Absolutely. Doing it was, it was a funny old time, but it's taught yeah. us all the important things in life, hasn't it? I think that's the main thing. I think it definitely kind of strips back and stuff that you were doing that you didn't need before. Or mm-hmm. it could be something as harsh as you don't see friends now that you did then and you might mm. ask why. But it might be that you naturally saw them because you saw them, not because you wanted to. As harsh mm. as that sounds, it's you do stuff now when you want to. Same as mm. going for a meal. You don't think, oh, I've, I've gone normally. It's I enjoy it because I see friends, family. You kind of enjoy the little wins. But, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cutting people out of your life that you might not need anymore. How harsh does it sound? It happens but... in life. <laughs> it does. It does. It, it can right. make you stronger, I think. So we've, we've kept you for near on 40 minutes. So thank you for sitting on your floor for that long. Uh, if people <laughs> want to follow you on Instagram, social Dobby. media. Digby. Uh, well, Digby has his own Instagram. Now, okay, so now is your chance to promote all your social medias. Um, so the floor is yours the next 30 seconds. I mean, I would say for adorable dog content and me thinking that I'm funny trying to use TikTok for Digby, he's the way to go. And his Instagram is Digby underscore the Iggy. Okay. I think he's the one to follow. I'll, I'll make sure that's linked anyway so people people got quick access to that. <laughs> they can follow me as well if they like, but you're going to have far more entertainment out of my dog. It'll be the same photos either side, just maybe a bit more yeah. focused on one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well... Bryony, thank you for giving up your time. Thank you. We enjoy talking to you. I've I've enjoyed talking to you. I don't know about Matt. It's been all right. But, you know, no, it's been good. It's been appreciated time, and it's been it's nice talking. Thank you. It's been nice to talk about something different, which is the main thing we want to kind of focus on going forward. Yeah. And Matt, any final words of wisdom? I, th- I think all the wisdom's been kind of thrown about the whole time. I think there's plenty of <laughs> throughout the kind of this episode. It's been nice seeing you in person. 
Kurt, that is, that's it for me really today. Cool. Well, thank you very much for listening and we will see, or you'll hear us next week. Goodbye. Bye, guys.